This is Saturday, July 17th, the last day of this week of our living free and uh, preparing us for Sunday when we move forward in the book of Numbers. Now, years ago, I got pulled into an immense dispute between two believers. It came about because among Christians, we do everything we can to avoid suing one another. The two people had been in an automobile wreck, and the fault was clearly with the man who was driving. But he said and did nothing to apologize. Three elders met with the two of them to bring about forgiveness and reconciliation. The thing about it was that the woman was injured, injured badly enough that she needed significant medical care. Now, our text today involves the reconciling of people with their God. To understand the story, we need to understand the relationship between the Lord and his people. We read in Scripture, Deuteronomy 14, verse 2, For you are a holy people to the Lord your God, and the Lord has chosen you to be a people for his own possession out of all the peoples who are on the face of the earth. Yes, God chose Israel, and he entered into covenant with his people. Now, the Lord didn't have to do this, and the people did nothing to deserve his care and love. But you must wonder, really, would God encumber himself by committing himself in covenant with anyone in this way? But the Lord did. This people were dear to them, to him. He loved them as his own. Indeed, he made them his own. But this love was not always returned. The people did not keep faith in the wilderness. You see, in Judaism, faith is loyalty more than an intellectual assent, more than an accepting of a belief. It means a relationship of faithfulness. So by failing to enter into the land, the people broke faith faith with God. They were disloyal. And here is what happened. Numbers chapter 14, verse 13. And the Lord said to Moses, how long will this people despise me? How long will they not believe in me in spite of all of the signs I have done among them? I will strike them with, with pestilence and inherit them. And I will make you a nation greater and mightier than they. Yes, in the Lord's way of seeing things, this people, they have despised and rejected him. And it's at this point that he says he will strike out against them. He will even disinherit them. Now you wonder at this point, but really can God break his word? Can he deny his own promise to the people he loves? Of course not. Moses knows this, and therefore he pleads with the Lord for the people. This is picking up in Numbers chapter 14, verse 13. But Moses said to the Lord, Then the Egyptians will hear of it, for you brought up this people in your might from among them, and they will tell the inhabitants of this land that they have heard that you, O Lord, are in the midst of this people, for you, O Lord, seen face to face, your cloud stands over them, and you go before them in a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. 
Now, if you kill this people as one man, then the nations who have heard your fame will say, It's because the Lord was not able to bring this people into the land that he swore to give them, that he killed them in the wilderness. And now, please let the power of the Lord be as great as you have promised, saying, The Lord is slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love forgiving iniquity and transgressions, but he will, be, he will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation. Please pardon the iniquity of this people according to the greatness of your steadfast love, just as you have forgiven this people from Egypt until now. Now notice that Moses the plea that Moses makes to the Lord. Well, first it's bound up in what Moses knows to be the character of God. The Lord is loving and forgiving. Now, this doesn't mean there will be no consequences for their disloyalty. Indeed, there will be. No, the steadfast love of the Lord will preserve them. But Moses says more than that. He reminds the Lord that he's already saved the people. Yes, his very name is bound up with them. If they fail to enter the land, it will be as if the Lord himself has failed. Now, it's overwhelming to consider this. God has joined his own name and reputation in the world to a people, a, a stubborn, rebellious, and stiff-necked people. We would say this is foolish if the Lord were not God. They're bound to fail. They're prone to complaining. And yes, they're going to be disloyal over and over again. What is the way out of this? Now, let me tell you what happened to the woman and man we met with to help facilitate reconciliation. The woman would not forgive that man. She was looking for sadness in the heart of the man over what he had done at least enough regret to indicate he understood the magnitude of his actions. But in her eyes, there was never enough. But before our meeting finished up, one of the elders shared the story of seeing his father run over by a drunk driver. He was only 16 years old when he lost his father. And then he shared the gospel with her in, a beautiful, in beautiful clarity and love. He explained how our Heavenly Father has forgiven us because of what Jesus did for us on the cross. He explained that with forgiveness, there's always a cost. But there's no freedom. There's no hope. There's no peace without it. In seeing Jesus, he had forgiven the man that had devastated his own life and family. And it was then and there that there was a breakthrough for this woman. Forgiveness didn't come in a moment. But it started in a moment, and healing began to flow. You know, we have one so much greater than, than Moses. On our behalf, he has not only made an appearance before the Father for our forgiveness, he's taken our place so that we might have life. And it is this relationship in which we now enjoy with God as forgiven and as free. Isn't it beautiful how God in Christ has bound up himself with us for all eternity?
Let's pray. Lord God, reading the story of your people is painful for us, but each of us has been there. Rather than trusting your word, we've broken faith and been rebels. Yes, we believe with our heads, but with our lives, we've often turned from you. We rejoice that our place with you does not rest on our character, but on the character of Jesus, the one that died for us. And we pray together in his name. Amen.